Hallelujah. Welcome back. How was the test? I believe it was awesome. Glory to God. All right. Don't worry. No matter what, um, you have many more tests to write. And um, we are going to be selecting, you know, um, the best few. I, I don't know how many we'll select now, um, but we're going to use the breast, so don't worry about that. Um, all we want to ensure is that you're getting blessed and um, you're actually internalizing the things we are teaching on this platform. So just before we go into the session of the word, I want us to quickly pray. Let's pray to our Father. Let's pray to God. Hallelujah. Of course, in the name of Jesus. Everlasting Father, we have come unto you. We have come to give you praise, to worship you for yet another opportunity to learn at your feet on Refined Platform this year, 2021. Lord, we celebrate your faithfulness. We thank you for everything, O oh God, that you have done with us and for us and in us and through us, even on this platform thus far. Oh, Father, we worship you. We bless your holy name. Accept our thanks in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, as we go into the session of the word today, we pray that your word will find free course in this place in the name of Jesus. All across the globe, on internet, everywhere where people will be listening from, oh God. Thank you because, oh God, your word finds free course. Your word gains entrance into the hearts of your daughters and gives light and understanding in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, your word, oh God, comes with power and with strong ability, the power in the word. Bible says the word of God is powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Lord, your word pierces, dividing asunder between the soul and the spirit to begin to precipitate matters of destiny in the name of Jesus. Your word transforms, your word, oh God, impacts, your word illuminates, your word, oh God, ignites, ah, even depths hunger for debts of you in the hearts of your daughters today in the name of Jesus. Do with us what your word alone can do. Thank you so much, Father. Right now, we take authority over every spirit, oh, that tries to, you know, militate with the ministry of the word. And right now, we take authority over it. We say there is no place for it in this place in the name of Jesus. We come against every form of distraction and we declare we receive grace to keep our focus on the word. We will not be distracted in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you so much for your faithfulness, Father. We worship you. We give you praise. Lord, as I stand to minister, I yield myself to you that, Lord, it's not I, but you through me. As I stand down, Lord, you speak to your daughters <laughs> freely by the impact of your spirit in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you so much for all you're set to do today. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. You know, I just see the word of God liberating souls today. Hallelujah. The word of God is sharper, is powerful, of course, is strong, is powerful, is sharper than a two-edged sword. Glory to God. And right now, there's just a free flow of the ministry of God's word. Are you ready? All right, the Lord spoke to me and instructed me that this week, we should consider something I, I, I find very, very important. We should consider how to hear from God. Hallelujah. The Lord said to me, when we're talking about fulfilling the ministry, okay, or even perceiving or hearing the call, okay, there is a major part that hearing from God has to play in it. 
And this day, God will have us consider how to hear from God. I believe you're excited about that. Amen. Okay, so this is new on the new prime platform. The Lord already told me this year, just listen to what I tell you to do and do it. And that's exactly what I am doing. All right. So how to be led by God, hearing from God, how God speaks to us and how to hear from God. Glory to God. Now, it is important for me to say that God is willing to lead his children. It is not in man, not in man, to direct his own ways, okay? It is, it is not in man. All right, it is God himself that gives a man the way that he should go, how he should go. Glory to God. So man was not created to be self-existent. Man was created to depend on God, hallelujah, and through the influence of God, through man, man was to dominate on the face of the head. One of the things that is causing the challenge on earth today is that man wants to function the way he was not designed to function. Man wants to function in a way where he is self-existing. Hallelujah, that is not how man was designed to function. Glory to God. All right. Little wonder, Bible says that the lesson God wanted to teach the children of Israel was that he wanted them to learn that man will not live by bread alone, but by every word ha, that proceeds from the mouth of God. You see that? Every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. In other words, we are to take our living from what the Lord says. Glory to God. And that was the lesson they were to learn. Jesus Christ himself during the temptation, recorded in Matthew, start from, I mean, chapter 4, you start from verse 4. He also said the same thing in response to the devil's temptation that um, he should turn stones to bread. Jesus looked at him and he spoke, even from the law and the prophet, he said, listen, oh, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word, you know, that proceeds from the mouth of God. Now, until a man, every individual person, every Nike, every BC, every Nkechi, every Ada, every single one of us, we come to a place where we recognize that we are designed to live from God. Hallelujah. And that is going to be a place of blessing for us. Oh, because the time has come where we begin to cry out, guide of my youth. Hallelujah. For God is the one who can truly guide us. He knew us before we were formed. He knew what we were formed to do. Amen. So man cannot truly exist without God. Now, anytime man wants to try to exists without God, there is a trouble, all right? Because when it comes to the physical realm alone, sustaining itself, okay, when it comes to matters of man, because man is a spirit being. So if man wants to live as though I am not a spirit, I am just a soul and a body, and ignore the fact that he is a spirit, okay, the what which happened is that the enemy will take charge and fill that place you know, of the spirit. Already, of course, man had fallen. Under the fall, man fell and died to the realm of God. Amen. He was separated from the life of God. So man fell. Now this fallen man, okay, is not even attempting to get back to his source. He wants to self-sustain himself. What happens is that the devil, of course, 
it takes the dominion of that realm. Hallelujah. So there is no such thing as a man that is existing on his own. I don't, for me, you know, this is what me, me, hi, hi, this is what I believe. Something is swelling that belief. A kingdom is swelling that belief. It's either it is sourced in the kingdom of God or it is sourced in the kingdom of darkness. Why? Because man is primarily a spirit being. His soul cannot exist without the spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. And this makes it very important for us to come to a place where we begin to look at how God, you know, speaks to his children, how God leads his children. Amen. And let me start with this foundationally, that as a believer, you must understand. Bible says that we, um, um, we are to be led by the Spirit of God, okay? It says those that are children of God, the sons of God, are led by the Spirit of God. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. And that's Romans chapter 8 and verse 14. Listen. Man, the new man in Christ Jesus now, okay, must understand that he must be led by the Spirit. He must recognize it, that in this new life, my leading must be from God, must be by His Spirit. We will get there in a couple of minutes. He has to be led by God. So that brings us to a place where you recognize this reality. You see, the thing is, a lot of things are taught in Christianity, and many people don't take it beyond the level of just teaching and hearing. You know, when it comes to the realm of God, you must be able to take the word of God beyond just teaching it, hearing it, to the level of doing it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So as a very young believer, this is one of the understandings that sank in me. That I have been called not to live by my own opinions, but to lead, I mean to live my life by the leading of God's spirit. So you are deliberately looking out for that leading. You are deliberately, you know, watching out for that leading. If you are a believer and it doesn't move you that you are not hearing from God, then something is wrong. It must bother you because this new life is designed that will live by being led by God. Glory to God. Amen and amen. And that's the first thing I want to bring to you today. You must get to a place where you see the need for it. You must get to a place where, you know, you acknowledge the need for it. And you live your life conscious of that need. And that brings you to a place of always listening out, always searching to hear God. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. I say something, you know, jokingly. It's not worth taking any decision. Especially when it comes to decisions that have to do with destiny. When you have not heard from God. Hallelujah. And if believers will acknowledge this foundationally and fundamentally, there are many things we argue about that we will not necessarily argue. Glory to God. Because we have put God in that place where he's the one in charge and he's leading us. Now, the second thing I want to bring to you is about decisions in life. Amen. You know, decisions are like vehicles. And I need you to recognize it. In fact, there's some decisions are so critical that they can either make you or mar you. Glory to God. They can either lift you or destroy you. 
Amen. My prayer for you is that by the help of God's spirit, you will always take the decisions that will help you, lift you, you know, make you great in life in the name of Jesus Christ. Some people are not, you know, so deliberate about taking decisions in life. Decisions are like vehicles. Let me say this to you, all right? For as many of you that were married, I mean, that are married now, that you were once single, I was once single myself, I got to a place as a single person, I realized that if two different brothers, you know, proposed to me, okay, the outcome of marrying each of them, either of them, would be different. Amen. You see that? If you marry A, the outcome will be different from marrying B, true or false. Imagine the people that proposed to you as a married woman. Now you said yes to your husband, and that's the reason you are where you are. If you said yes to the other person, maybe some have even traveled to other nations of the world, you would have been the woman beside him right there. Amen. Glory to God. But... You are where you are today by the decision that you have made in marriage. So decisions are that critical. Decisions are that important. And if decisions are that important, then why would we take destiny decisions without God? Amen. Why would you take destiny decisions without your maker? The decision to go and start a ministry or to do a ministry, not even necessarily a church, I've seen many young people take it frivolously. Did you hear God? Or you're doing it because your friend is doing it? That's too risky. This kingdom against kingdom. It's not just doing something for God. Do you have everyone's backing on what you're doing? It's so key, so critical. Did God send you? Amen. So this bring us, brings us to hearing from God. Hallelujah. Now listen, what God is saying is let me be your leader in life. Let me lead you through life. Amen. Oh, let me lead you through life. If you look at the book of Psalm 8 and verse 32, it says, I will, I will guide you. I will lead you. I will teach you. It's just saying, say, let me be your leader. Can you imagine the almighty God, the all-knowing God, the creator of the universe is leading you? <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. That is going to be amazing. The creator of the entire universe is leading you. Amen. Now, let me warn you. As a believer, one of the tests, I mean, and temptations and trials that you are likely to go through will be temptations of who is leading you. Because the devil will seek to lead you. Amen. The devil will attempt to lead you. He will try to lead you. Amen. If there is anything the devil wants, he wants to hijack leadership in the life of every believer. Be careful. Be sensitive. Glory to God. Be sensitive. Amen and amen. Glory to God. Okay, so... The devil will attempt to lead you, but you must learn how to refuse him, how to resist the devil, how to resist him vehemently. And a lot of sensitivity is involved in this. Glory to God. 
a lot of sensitivity. Why? Because you see, not alone is the enemy evil, he's also deceitful. A lot of people who are falling into the speed of taking decisions after the devil, thinking they are following God, fell because he lied to them. Bible says that he is a liar and the father of liars. Glory to God. And that's where as a believer you have to be sensitive. And you understand that, yes, I want to live my life with God leading me. But understand that at different junctions, the enemy will want to interfere. He will want to try to hijack leadership. My prayer for you is that the enemy will not hijack the leadership of your life in the name of Jesus Christ. God himself will lead you. He is your leader in Jesus' name. So quickly, let's get into um, the word of God. Psalm 32 and verse 8, I will instruct you and teach you in the way which thou shalt go, and I will guide you with my high. One of the things I've noticed about the leading of God is that God wants to lead you where he wants you to go, the right place to go, the place of destiny, and he wants to give you the how to get there. Never forget the where, the what, the how. God is ready to help you get that right. Amen. Now, in the Old Testament, God led his people by prophets. Never forget that. One of the things I need you to recognize is that dispensations have changed. In the Old Testament, God led his people by how? By prophets. But in the New Testament, God leads us differently. And you need to acknowledge that. Okay, so in the New Testament, God leads us how? He leads us by his word and his spirit. Hebrews chapter number one, glory to God. Bible says God, starting the reading, verse one, in sundry times, who led us by prophets. At in these last days, spoken to us, how? By his son. By his son. In sundry times, in the Old Testament, he led by prophets. But right now, he's leading us how? By his son, Jesus Christ. Glory to God. Now, anytime you see the words Jesus or son, talking about Jesus in scriptures, you can directly substitute it with the word of God. Amen. There's a scripture in the book of Revelations and he was talking about the Lamb of God and says his name is the Word of God. In the book of John chapter number one, Bible says in the beginning was the Word and the Word, in the beginning was the Word and the Word was God. Hallelujah. Talking about Jesus Christ. Amen. So God in this New Testament leads us by his word and his spirit. Now, prophets have a critical part to play in the New Testament. Don't get me wrong. I'm a prophet by calling myself, okay? Prophets have a critical part in the New Testament, but their place is not to lead believers, the place of prophets in the New Testament is not to lead believers. I remember taking you know, some 
of, I mean, my mentees who I have recognized are called into the office of a prophet, their ministry gift, on the ministry of the prophet, the New Testament prophet. Glory to God. Hallelujah. The ministry of a New Testament prophet is different from the whole testament. And I pray that everyone that is called in this place as a prophet, in the name of Jesus, you will never get to a place where you want to take over the place of the Holy Spirit in the lives of believers. Amen. Amen. People may even want to try to make you the Holy Spirit. They say, what should I do? I say, go and pray. Hallelujah. There is a place for prophets. Prophets can help guide. But prophets must not take over leadership. And this is very important because, you see, just before this time, many of our parents and parents' parents lived their lives as though they were still under the whole testament. Many of them lived their lives by prophets. They lived their life by, oh, um, there is this prophet in my life. I want to go and see the prophet. He should just pray for me. And, hey, ah, you know, this, this happened yesterday. That, and, you know, because of that, even a lot of prophets were jacked by familiar spirits. Amen. Because they know that people are coming to them just to receive vision. And if the person comes and you pray and you say, well, um, God didn't show me anything, but I'm going to still keep praying. But by the word of God, I believe you should do this. The person may not come back again. So they want to forcefully see vision. And before you know it, many were hijacked. True prophets hijacked by familiar spirits. Of course, some, you know, remain pure. But the truth is this. Leadership of a believer must not be taken over by a prophet. That place, under this new dispensation, belongs exclusively to the Holy Spirit. But having said that, there are some believers that have not even come to a place to hear God at all right? Ministry groups generally can provide a platform for them and begin to teach them on how to hear God. I remember the Lord said to me that one of your assignments is to connect people to me. As a prophet, you must not be busy connecting people to yourself. And that's why when I see people fighting over people, I'm concerned that, what are you doing? You are called into ministry and you are fighting <laughs> over members. Oh God, have mercy. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. Connect the people to God. Someone came to see me sometime, and um, I heard the Lord. I knew what God told me about that person. But the Lord said, guide her aright. And I told her, go and pray. I gave her seven days, go seek the Lord. I told her what to do. And, you know, she was really wishing that she would just come, and I would tell her, this is what to do. I don't do that. Because if I keep doing that to you, a day will come where you will be in a situation where you are in need and I'm not around. Or maybe I'm even sleeping in my house. You are calling me and I'm not picking the call. So what will you do? Because you have learned to be so dependent on being led by me. No, God forbid. I'm going to connect you to the Holy Spirit. Someone say amen to that. Amen. I'm going to connect you to God. And I will be there as a guide to help you until you get to a place where you can hear God by yourself. Someone say amen. amen. Glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. 
So it is important for believers to be able to hear God by themselves. So seek to be led by God. Seek to hear him. And that's where hearing from God starts from. You must desire it. You must see it as a need to be, to, you know, to, to hear God. Hallelujah. So how does God lead us? Generally. Now, let me say this. God has his will, his way of leading his children. That is desire to lead us, his ways of leading us. And sometimes God allows some ways for us to learn. There are two different things. Amen. So there is that place where God leads us by his will. Okay, so, you know, I said, so there is a way God wants to lead us, his will. And when we talk about the way God wants to lead his children, his will, you know, his way of leading his children, the first thing under that is that God wants to lead us by his spirit. Never forget that. Little wonder Bible says in Romans 8 and verse 14, for as many as are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Sons indeed. Amen. So God wants to lead us by his spirit. Don't forget that. Number two, God wants to lead us by his word. He wants to lead us by his word. Number three, God wants to lead us, you know, through our regenerated, recreated human spirit. Amen. Because you see, by nature, that spirit is made after the image of God. I'm coming to that. And lastly, God wants to lead us by the guidance of ministry gifts. Glory to God. The guidance of ministry gifts. Amen. Now let's look into God leading us by the Holy Spirit. Let me start with that. Amen. Or should I start with God leading us by our recreated human spirit? Now I need you to know that anyone who is born again, okay, is a new creation. Bible says so. Bible is not um, talking about something that would happen. It's talking about something that takes effect the moment you express faith in Jesus Christ and the moment you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, the moment you confess with your mouth that Jesus is the Lord of your life, a spiritual biological miracle happens. And what happens? You are born. Okay? So what happens there is that you are a new creation. You are born of God, born not of the will of man or of the will of flesh, but by the will of God. You are born. Hallelujah. Bible says that the spirit of man, the spirit of man, you are his spirit, is the candle of the Lord. Glory to God. Never forget that. The spirit of man. You see, so there is a spirit in man. Now, that spirit that you are, okay, is sensitive and alive in the realm of God. So you can be led by the awareness, the sensitivity of that spirit, the oppression of that spirit. Glory to God. And here you begin to talk about your perceptions. 
And that's why the new creation man has perceptions. Amen. You just perceive things. You just perceive things. And there is such a thing as the voice of your spirit. So sometimes in, you know, hearing from God in divine guidance, you can hear the voice of your spirit. Now listen, when you get born again, it's, 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 um, it's a new reality that your soul needs to begin to get aware of, to begin to get accustomed to. You are a new man on the inside. So as you work with God, you must begin to learn how to give earring to the voice of your own spirit. Amen. You are a recreated man. You are a new man. You see, the spirit is got a voice and it's got perceptions. There are times, you know, you cannot just explain it, but you just perceive that. Don't go out so heavy. You see that? Now that's who you are. Because that new man has the nature of God. Glory to God. Okay? And um, there is a way you can be awakened to that realm of God through your perceptions and through the voice of your spirit. But let me come to talk about the leading of the Holy Spirit now. Now remember that when we are born again, the Spirit of God lives in us. Bible says, greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. In the book of Ezekiel, Bible says that I, will, I would, you know, do, you know, perform a miracle. I love to put it that way. So I'm going to take out the heart of stone and give the heart of flesh. Hallelujah. So God says he's going to, you know, do something. If we take out the heart of stone and give man the heart of flesh, says, I will give you a new heart. And that's recreation. Glory to God. And precisely, if you go, you know, to the next verse. So Ezekiel 36 and verse 26 and 27. Now, verse 26 says, A new heart also will I give you, and a new spirit will I put within you. Glory to God. So it says, I will give you a new heart. In other words, I will put a new spirit within you. That is recreation. You see that? That is you becoming born again. You are a new spirit. He says, and I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh, and I will give you a heart of flesh. And I will put, now this is verse 27, another thing is going to happen. And I will put my spirit within you. Someone say amen to that. So understand that the Holy Spirit lives in you. Jesus said it is to your advantage that I go, that the Holy Spirit can come. Now, the Holy Spirit has come. It's been poured out in the book of Acts chapter 2. And we have to be conscious of it. He lives in me. Greater is he that lives in me than he that lives in the world. It is a he that lives in you. He's the Holy Ghost. He's a person. He speaks. He communicates to believers. Amen. So he's in you. Glory to God. So how then does the Holy Spirit speak to us? Now, I want to say this. The number one way and most, most, most sure way, the way that I want you to know and master and internalize and look out for in your Christian work with God, okay, is by the way of inner witness. Never forget that. 
God leads us by his spirit. Inner witness. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Now I'll, I'll, I'll come back to describing that. You see that? But don't forget it. Inner witness. I'm coming back to that. It's very key. Very foundational. But why did I say I will come back to that? I don't want to leave something out. Remember where I started from? I said God wants to lead us, okay, by the way he has chosen to lead us, which I call the way of his will. Now, under the way of his will, I said his will is to lead us by the Holy Spirit, by the word, by our recreated human spirit, by the guidance of other ministry gifts. If you read the book of Ephesians chapter 4, and you start the reading from verse 11, you will see all that clearly outlined there. Glory to God. All the way to verse 14. Now, there are also ways that God does not necessarily want to lead us, but sometimes he has to lead us those ways. Why? Because sometimes we just don't yield to the ways that he has chosen to lead us. And yet there are some things we must do. There are some tests, I mean, some steps we must take. So what are these ways? I call them the permissive ways that God leads his children. It's not his, you know, clear-cut desire to lead us that way. It is just what he permits. Amen. And what is that way? Number one is by the way of what I would call he just, you know, intersecting. He intersects believers. Glory to God. He just intersects. Amen. Glory to God. Or number two, by the way I call the way of experience. It's not God's plan to lead us this way. He just permits it. And you see, experience, some people say, is the best teacher. I want to disagree. Experience is not the best teacher. Why did I say that? You see, God prefers to lead us by instruction. God prefers to lead us by guidance. That God will lead his children by experience is just a permittance. It's not his desired way of leading his children. Why? Because listen to me carefully, so many people have gone through experiences and they didn't make it to tell the story after. Hallelujah. They've gone through parts of experiences that became parts of no return. Amen. So as a born again child of God, we must begin to train ourselves. We must begin to raise ourselves, exercise in the divine nature in such a way that we can be led by God through instructions, his word, his spirit. Amen. Through his guidance. His guidance through the regenerated human spirit, his guidance through the Holy Spirit, his guidance through his word, his guidance through his ministry gifts. We will come to that. Amen. But it is very, very important. Are there people in scriptures that were led by experiences? Oh, yes. Hallelujah. Because the children of Israel did not recognize and accept that man would not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. They had to go through the path of the wilderness to learn some things. Listen to me, many of them did not make it out of the wilderness. It was not the same generation. 
So I entered into the wilderness that came out of it. Many of them died in the wilderness. Experience is not the best teacher. But listen, we've had people learn by experience. So sometimes God permits his children to learn by experience because he has, he has spoken. They are not hearing. They are not even giving time. They are not even deliberate about being led by God. They don't even care what God is saying. They have not given time to listening how to what God is saying to them. They don't make room for it. They don't expect it. So how then will God lead such an individual? Well, God will not be left with any other option than for that child of God to be led by experience. Say not me in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So how then does God speak to us? Okay. How then does God speak to us? I want to go to that. Now, remember where we're coming from. God desires to speak to us, to, lie, to lead us through his, 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 his ways of wanting to lead us through the Holy Spirit, through his word, through the recreated human spirit, through the guidance of ministry, ministry gifts, not the rulership or the leadership. In that sense, it's the guidance there to guide. Amen. Okay, so let's come down to how then does God speak to us? Please listen to me carefully. God speaks to us, number one, through divine ways. Now, when it comes to God speaking, because God is not a physical being, he is a spirit being, it becomes a divine way. In other words, you want to hear what God, who is a spirit, is saying to man. Of course, who is a spirit, but dwells in this physical realm, then it's a divine way. It's no longer, you know, the natural means. Hallelujah. Number two is the spectacular way. God speaks to his children in spectacular ways. Let's first of all take a dive into the divine ways that God speaks to us. Now, when I say the divine ways, what I mean expressly is that God is not speaking to us through our five physical senses. Please take note of that. All right, it, it can happen sometimes our five physical senses can appreciate the presence of God, but the, 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 the hearing, the knowing, the awareness of what God is saying is not through our five physical senses. Your friend can be talking to you through your five physical senses. You hear with your ears, your natural ears, you see the person talking to you. Hallelujah. You can feel and perceive, I mean, physically, naturally, what the person is saying. So, God is not leading us through our five physical senses. Now, let me say this to you. For a man to be led by his five physical senses alone, that he lives his life only by what he feels, what he hears, what he sees, what he can taste, is to live by the flesh. Amen. That is the carnal way of living. You see, when someone just gets born again, Many of them like to be led this way. And sometimes God just permits it. Hallelujah. But a time will come, maybe before, you know, um, <laughs> should I go out or should I? Lord, if you don't want me to go out today, let there be rain. And there might be rain for real. You just got born again. You start throwing fleeces. But a time will come that you are going to throw that fleece that it will not happen. There are many believers are quick to think that, did I sin against God? Hallelujah. No, you didn't sin. God is just saying to you, it's time to what? To grow up. A child, a baby that is born, 
is giving breast milk that he didn't work for. He didn't know how it was prepared. He just puts his mouth there and he sucks. Mm -hmm. And sucks the breast milk. The breast milk, he didn't contribute to his formation. But you see, maturity is that the child begins to grow and he's taught how to feed, how to get food for himself. How to fend for himself. Because a child cannot remain a baby forever. If you ask women who have had children, who have maybe one health challenge or another, and they are not just growing mentally, they are remaining babies, it's frustrating. Nobody wants to have a child that will be a baby forever. The same way God does not want to have a child that would want to depend on physical senses to live life forever. Glory to God. So, God then begins to, you know, raise us through our spiritual faculties. That's, you are growing up. Now, let me put it this way. There are some believers that, um, you know, God, if you want me to do something, just make me happy about it. People throw a lot of places. And I tell you, when they start out, it happens. But as they grow, I don't know if you had that kind of experience. I had something close to that. Amen. Glory to God. Okay? So, you have to grow up. Now, what are these divine ways? The first I want to talk about, okay, which I started talking about initially was through the human spirit. And I think I've said, you know, quite some things about that through your perceptions and through the voice of your recreated human spirit. Your recreated human spirit has a voice. Keep walking with God. You will get to know the voice of your spirit. And you see, when you hear anything from your spirit, don't ignore it. Hallelujah. Because the spirit of man is what? Is the candlestick of God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Okay, the second way that I started out is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. And quickly, let me just go back there. First thing and the first way that I want you to take note of is what we call inner witness. What is inner witness? I try to describe it this way, okay? That inner witness is, um, you just know. There's just a witness within you. It's called the Spirit of God witnessing to truth on your inside. You just know that you know that you know. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Sometimes it happens like a pop. You are just giving to know. You just know, and what you know is so real that nobody can take it away from you. Now listen to me. This is one of the ways that God leads us that every believer must master. A number of people are too quick to look for the spectacular ways I'm coming there. You see, instead of spending your time desiring those spectacular ways, spend time, you know, perfecting how to know, how to be led by God through inner witnessing. Amen. Because, you see, there are some situations in life that you cannot sleep and dream spectacular ways before you will respond. But there is a witness of the Holy Spirit within you. There is a witness. 
Somebody comes to you and is talking about a business idea. The business idea looks good on the inside, I mean on the outside. Looks so good, so fantastic. You are hearing it, all your body, you know, you are feeling like, yeah, this is an idea. But somewhere within you, there is a withdrawal. Somewhere within you, you cannot explain it. It's just there on the inside. There is just this something that looks like, oh, a red flag. You cannot explain it. This business this person is describing sounds perfect. It looks good. But there is a withdrawal on the inside. Beloved, don't ignore that withdrawal on your inside. It's the witness of the Holy Spirit. He's saying to you, Red flag, red flag, red flag. Don't go there. Don't do that. Don't put your money in there. A number of believers have missed God because they missed giving heed to the witness of the Holy Spirit on their inside. Hallelujah. I've been in situations where I want to make some decisions. And you know, the decisions just look good. I just try to keep quiet and look within. And look within. And you know, sometimes I just find this joy within, or I just, there's just this knowing that go ahead. That's the witness of the Spirit. Amen. Someone says to me, how can you be led on something on, uh, uh, you know, on the spot? Remind yourself that the Spirit of God lives in you and watch out for his witness on your insight. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Spirit of God will bear witness with your spirit. The Spirit of God will be a witness with your spirit. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And you need to learn to begin to watch out for the witness of the Holy Spirit. Number two, still talking about the Holy Spirit, is that the Spirit of God speaks. There is a voice of the Holy Spirit on your inside. Hallelujah. And you see, believers must be able, we must walk with God to a place where we can differentiate between the voice of our own regenerated human spirit and the voice of the Holy Spirit within us. Amen. Amen. And it's, it's a walk. That's why we walk with God. It's a walk. Hallelujah. There are two different voices. And that is also different from inner witnessing. The spirit, you know, where he says, um, the spirit shall witness within you, is different from the spirit of God said on the inside. So there is the voice of the Holy Spirit. Now, let me quickly give you some foundational scriptures to these things that I have just discussed. Number one, John chapter 16 and verse 13, how be it when he, the spirit of truth is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. Never forget that. So in being led by the Holy Spirit, Bible says that, listen, there is something you need to know about the Holy Spirit on your inside. He will always guide you into all truth. Wherever the Spirit of God is guiding you into, it's called what? All truth. Wherever the Spirit of God is leading you into, it's called all truth. He will guide you into all truth. May you never live your life by lies in the name of Jesus. May you never fall a victim of believing a lie in the name of Jesus Christ. You see that? 
Glory to God. And he says he will not speak of himself. It is whatever he hears from the Father and the Son that he will say to you. And listen, the Holy Spirit will show you what? Things to come. So when it comes to dimensions of showing things to come, and you can hear his voice in your spirit, is usually not likely to be the voice of the recreated human spirit, is the voice of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. And these things happen as you walk with God. At a time when I began to walk with God, I didn't know the difference between the voice of my recreated human spirit and the voice of the Holy Spirit. But I knew that I had, you know, the voice within and, you know, with walking with God, now by God's grace, I know the difference between my perceptions and the voice of the recreated human spirit within me and the voice of the Holy Spirit and also here now witnessing. You see that? Glory to God. John chapter 4 and verse 23 to 24. But the hour comments are now his when the true worshippers will worship the Father where in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him where? In spirit and in truth. Never forget that. Amen. Now, 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 12 to 14. He says, now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know, that we must what? We might know. We might do what? Know the things that are freely given to us of God. Which things we also, which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Ghost teaches. Ayah. <laughs> he says comparing spiritual things with spiritual, but the natural man cannot receive the things of the Spirit of God. Why? Because he does not have a recreated spirit. He doesn't have a spirit that is born of God. He doesn't have a spirit that is alive to the realm of God. So, you know, sometimes some believers try to discuss church things with unbelievers. They cannot understand you. Bible says that those things are foolishness unto them. Neither can they know the Holy Spirit. They can't know the things of the Spirit. Why? Because these things are spiritually discerned. They are discerned by men and women who have the Spirit of God living on the inside of them. Men who are recreated. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, note some foundational truth about the leading of the Holy Spirit. And this is where, you know, many people miss it. Where they confuse the voice of the devil for the Holy Spirit leading them. Now, let me say this. Anytime the devil will speak to a believer, it always comes from outside. Please note what I said. Anytime the devil will speak to a believer, a born-again Christian, it will always come from outside. But if a person is possessed with a demon, the person may hear the demon's voice within. But a believer cannot be possessed. A believer may be obsessed, may be afflicted, but cannot, you cannot have the Holy Spirit living in you and a demon living in you at the same time. Glory to God. You see that? And that's why when a demon is speaking or the devil is speaking, it usually comes from outside. So when it comes to the zone of you are hearing something, first of all, you want to ask yourself, where is this voice coming from? Are you hearing it from outside or is it coming from within you? You see that? Glory to God. So the first truth is that 
The voice of the Holy Spirit is from within. You see that? Write that down, note it. Number two, anytime the Holy Spirit leads you, he will never lead you contrary to the word of God. Please marry that with all your heart. He will never lead you contrary to God's word. John chapter 16, and I'll start the reading from verse 13 to 15. Howbeit, when he, the spirit of truth is come, he will guide you into all truth. He will do what? He will guide you into all truth. Glory to God. Hallelujah. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, whatsoever he shall hear from the Father, whatsoever he shall hear from the Son, he shall speak and he will show you things to come. He shall glorify me, Jesus speaking. The Holy Spirit will always glorify the word. In fact, do you know that the Holy Spirit never glorifies himself? Amen. Amen. The Holy Spirit will always glorify the word. The Holy Spirit will do what? We glorify the word. For he shall receive of mine, in other words, of Jesus, and he will show it unto you. He will receive of that which is the source, which is the father's, and he will show it unto you. You see that? So please note these things about the leading of the Holy Spirit because this is how we can discern even if the enemy is trying to manipulate us. You will never fall victim to the deceitfulness of darkness in the name of Jesus Christ. You see that? Amen. So it is important. He says all things that all things that the father had are mine, therefore said hi, he shall take up mine and shall show it unto you. John 14 and verse 17. Even the spirit of truth, whom the word cannot receive, because he seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and he is in you. I don't want to read that Bible, I mean that version shall be in you because that was before Jesus was glorified. Now Jesus has been glorified and now we are born again. Now the spirit of God lives in us. Glory to God. The spirit of truth. We know him. <laughs> he does not speak contrary to the word. You say something tells you within you a married woman, and that thing says that go and go and date that married man. It can't be God. You see, the Godom cannot rise against itself. So watch the content of what you have been led to do. Is it in line with God's word? Is it contrary to God's word? If it's contrary to God's word, beloved, you need to check it. Glory to God. John 15 and verse 26. But when the comforter is come, whom I will send you from the Father, even the spirit of truth which proceeded from the Father, he shall testify of me. So who will the spirit of God testify of? Of the word. He will testify of the word. Glory to God. He will testify of the word. Amen and amen. amen. How bet when he, John 16 and verse 13, how bet when he, the spirit of truth is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself. You see that? 
Glory to God. I've read that scripture over and again. I just love it. Ephesians 1 and verse 13. In whom you also trusted. After that you heard the word of truth. The gospel of your salvation. In whom also after that you believed. You were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Oh my God. The spirit of promise. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. You are to be led by the spirit of God. Another thing you need to know about the leading of the Holy, about the leading of the Holy Spirit, you know, you can recall we talked about what? Hina witness. Okay. And we also talked about what? About the voice of the Holy Spirit. The voice of the Holy Spirit. Okay. So the next thing is this. The Holy Spirit leads you by revealing the word of God to you. Never forget that. You know, from all the scriptures we've read, you will see that there is something about the Holy Spirit. He reveals the word. He testifies of the word. He reveals the word. He testifies of the word. The Spirit of God leads believers by the word. And that's why I say it is important that as a believer, you must give attention to studying the word. And you see, many of us go to the word as though we are going to try to understand the word. No. When you get to the place of opening your Bible and studying the word, you are in a place where we call the classroom of the Holy Spirit. You say, teach me Holy Spirit. You say, show me wondrous things in God's word. Amen. You see that? You must be given to reading. You must be given to studying. You must be given to meditating in the word of God. Hallelujah. Never forget that. The Holy Spirit is the teacher of the word. There are so many times in my life that the Holy Spirit will always send me back to the word of God. He wants to lead me. He wants to give me an instruction. But he sends me to the word of God. So that's the third way the Holy Spirit leads us. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit is also the one that expounds scriptures in our hearts. He just gives us light and illumination. Glory to God. And we begin to see as one that is seen by God. Glory to Jesus Christ. So you open up yourself to the leading of the Holy Spirit, which he does through the word of God. Now, let me say this to you. One of the most dangerous things that is happening in the body of Christ right now is that there are many believers who are not giving attention to God's word. And it's dangerous. Why? Because that is actually the foundation and basis by which the Holy Spirit leads us. If you don't give attention to God's word, by what will the Spirit lead you? If he wants to lead you by the word, I don't know if this has happened to you before, you know, you've studied the scripture, you know, you studied the scripture, then a life situation comes. The scripture you studied two months ago, the scripture you studied one month ago, the scripture you studied last week, it just pops up within your spirit. It just comes, boom, within your spirit. Hallelujah. And that scripture just comes. Why? Because you had studied it. And is the scripture for leading you for the moment. Now imagine a believer who is empty of the word. 
You see that? And that's why it's important to give attention to the word of God. So let's look at it again. The spirit of God leads us through what? Inner witness. And what is inner witness? It is the witness of the Holy Spirit, okay, in us. <laughs> he gives witness to divine and eternal truth. He gives witness to that which is of God. Romans 8 and verse 16, the spirit himself bears witness with our spirit. Is the witnessing of the Holy Ghost on the inside of a child of God. And guess the fundamental witness that he is bearing. The fundamental witness is the fact that we are children of God. We are children of God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen and amen. Thank you, Father. Lift up your hands and say, thank you, Father. Glory to God. All right. So the other way is through the word. And I won't say much about this because I've said it under the leading of the Holy Spirit. I said the human spirit, the recreated human spirit. I said the Holy Spirit. Now I'm saying the word. God leads us through his word. God leads us through his word. And you see, when God is leading us through his word, his spirit is also involved. Do you understand me? Glory to God. Because it takes the spirit of truth to expound his word in our hearts. The next one I want to talk about, how God leads us in divine ways, number four, is that he leads us through the preached word. Oh, you cannot throw away the place of the preached word. And that's why as a believer, you must not forsake the gathering together of believers. Go to church. <laughs> there is something about the preached word. Now let me start this foundationally with the fact that it is God that sets the solitary in families. When it comes to the decision, you know we spoke about decision earlier one, of the church to attend. Many people make this decision frivolously. Some make the decision by the church my friends attend. Some make the decision, some make the decision by which church is reigning in town. Beloved, you are not, you are not making it the right way. The way to decide which church to attend is to pray to God and say, Lord, lead me to where my, my, my pasture is. God will send your food to where he has commanded you to feed from, your family. It is God that places the solitary in families. You see, there is a word, there is, there is a pattern. There is a pattern in the word that your destiny is designed to happen on by feeding on such word consistently. How do I say this enough? Hallelujah. So it is God that says this is the church to attend. And you go to that church. And you realize that week after week is like it's you the pastor is talking to. Amen. There's just something for you at every service. Some believers have been going to some churches. You sit down there. You are not getting blessed. The first week, second week, third week, fourth week. One year runs out. Two years runs out. Two years run out. And you're just there because your friend is there. Beloved, you are wounding your spirit. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. You are affecting your destiny. There is a word that is tailor-made for your growth. There is a word that is tailor-made for the fulfillment of your destiny. So the decision of the church to attend is worth praying about. Hallelujah. God. Because God will send 
your provisions there. Oh, say thank you, Jesus. There is such a thing about God communicating, speaking to us through the preached word. The man of God, that God, you know, our chosen just gets on the pulpit and is preaching and the word is eating you. Like an arrow. You see that? It's the saint word. And that's why the Bible says God sent his word. It's the saint word. And it comes through the mouth of your ordained preacher. A lot of believers are missing out on this. Some go to church, they are going to church like it's a social club. I go to church ready to hear God. Lord, let your word come to me. Send your word to me today. Because there is such a powerful thing about the preached word, the saint word. God sending his word through you, through your man of God, through your woman of God. Never forget that. You see, and especially I want to speak to women that are being pastored by their husbands. You know, we said that already, that this is a placement specific, you know, helps ministry. So there is no such thing as your husband has started and you are attending another church. You know, glory to God. And you must not allow something he did yesterday that you don't like to follow you to church. Such that he's preaching and you're not being blessed anymore. I'm speaking to someone. When he stands in that office, when he climbs on that pulpit, he's no longer he but God through him. You hear that? You open your spirit and receive the word of God and get blessed, beloved. You cannot keep living as though you are living in a desert in the midst of abundance of provision. You are allowing hearts and offenses to shut you out of revelation of God's word. Oh no. Say I repent today. Change your mind. There is something so powerful about the preached word. There are times I stand to minister. Things that are not even in my outline. That I didn't plan to say like this one. I just plan to mention the point the preached word. But I believe the word is for someone. And you know I just began to speak. I began to speak by the spirit of God. Diversely you see people come out and say. Oh I was so blessed. One of the ways I know. Again is that as a pastor. I preach. Okay. Ask 12 people what blessed them at the end of the service. Can you imagine that the 12 of them will say 12 different things? Amen. Amen. Why? Because each of them received their word individually. Someone say amen to that. The preached word. Never miss out on it. It's God's divine way of communicating to believers. Now let's quickly look at the spectacular ways. People like the spectacular ways. They love it. Woo, woo, woo. Hey, because it's spectacular. But let me say this, that you see, I personally would advise that no believer should be desperate about being led in spectacular ways. What are these spectacular ways? So that you will understand what I'm saying. Spectacular ways are things like dreams, like trances, like visions, like encounters. Amen. And the thing about spectacular ways is especially if you've been hearing God that way, there is something about you um, desiring to hear him more that way. Because it's just spectacular. Now, live being led by spectacular ways to God's discretion. Why is that? Because you see, because most spectacular ways have something to do with our senses, sometimes the enemy tries to manipulate in that zone. 
I'll say that again. Most times, because the spectacular ways of God communicating with us have something to do with senses, okay? The senses of a man. Sometimes the enemy tries to manipulate believers in it. But when I describe to you the divine ways, those are ways the enemy cannot manipulate. So I would rather have you, you know, develop yourself in hearing God the divine way. And of course, I love to, you know, encounter God. I love to, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I love to hear God by the spectacular ways, but I won't be so desperate about it. Amen. Don't get into desperation. And that's what I should warn you about. So what are these? In the spectacular ways, some two things can happen to the senses of man. Number one, the senses of man can be suspended. Number two, the senses of man may be intact. And yet you are having an, I mean, a spectacular encounter. Glory to God. Now, the first spectacular way I want to talk about is dreams. Dreams. Someone said dreams. Who loves that? Amen. God does speak to us through dreams. It's one of the spectacular ways that God speaks to his children. But let me quickly say something about dreams because of time. All right? Now, dreams can come from three sources. Never forget it. Dreams can come from God. Say God. Number two, dreams can come from you. We man, human beings. We can, we can cause dreams. Hallelujah. Number three, dreams can come from the devil. Never forget that. And that's why we need to be sensitive. Now, one litmus test of dreams that come from God is that they never come with fear. Hallelujah. When a dream is from God, they never come with fear. And when a dream is from God, you can actually see good things. I mean, things that God, you know, is set to do. God could be showing you things he is set to do. God can also be revealing to you what the enemy is planning to do. And the reason he's showing you is that he wants you to rise up in prayer and begin to wage war. Hallelujah. Rise up in prayer and resist what the enemy is about to do. So that means that you can actually see something bad in a dream. And yet the dream came from God. But how do you know? When you wake up, even though the dream was bad, there is no fear. But rather, you are just energized and you feel like, no, <laughs> in the name of Jesus. Something in you wants to pray. You see that? Yes, Glory to God. Hallelujah. Now, when a dream is from you, they are usually from the abundance of your thoughts. Abundance of your thoughts. Man can cause dreams. And this is where I warn people, especially when they want to use dreams to know who to marry. You have thought about this guy, honestly, you just like him. You don't, there's no pretending about it. You like this guy, it's your kind of person. And you have just imagined, ah, imagined he just, you know, proposed to you. Imagine you sleeping by his side after marriage and you just wake up and say, good morning, my darling. And say, oh, so sweetheart. You've imagined it. And at night, you begin to dream that you got married. That dream is not necessarily from God. It could be your design. You see that? Now, dreams can come from the devil. 
And the devil raises dreams. Why? To put you in fear. Because most likely you were not in fear. And in other words, the atmosphere was not yet set for him to wreak havoc. He needs the atmosphere to be set for him to do evil. So what does he do? He gives you a bad dream. You get into fear. The atmosphere is, is, is set. And he strikes. Say, not me. In Jesus' name. So anytime you have a dream, you wake up, there is fear. Beloved, there is the enemy knocking at the door. And the first thing to do is to deal with that fear. Even before you deal with the hero in the dream. Because he needs that force of fear before even the contents of the dream. Hallelujah. I hope you are getting blessed. My time is fast spent. Another one is hearing God audibly. Amen. And that's why I said don't be desperate about spectacular ways. Hearing God audibly. God does speak audibly. I've heard God audibly a couple of times. And let me say this also. Some of these spectacular ways are common tools in the office of a prophet. Amen. But I don't go out and say, God, I want to hear you speak to I want to, the way I heard you audibly. No, 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 no. Because many have sought that path to be desperate to hear audibly. And they've started hearing familiar spirits. And they don't know. But God does speak audibly. And that's why he said it has to do with the senses, you know. Audibly, your ear, even your natural ear can hear it. The devil too speaks audibly. Glory to God. Time will not permit me to, you know, do justice to that. Trances. Now, trances happen when your senses are suspended. You see that? It can just be you are sitting down by your bed and something, you are just caught up and you see something. You are not, you know, your senses are suspended. That's a trance. Glory to God. God communicates through trances. And sometimes God communicates through visions. Now, visions can be open visions or not. Open visions are visions that though your eyes are open, you can see. I remember, you know, I've had open visions a couple of times. I just, um, there was something happening and at that time I just needed God's intervention and I looked up and everything around me cleared and I saw openly, my eyes were opened. That's open vision. Hallelujah. And all you've not, the other type of vision, you need to close your eyes, not necessarily sleeping, but you close your eyes and you begin to see things. You see that? God also meets with us and he gets our attention spectacularly by encounters. I love it. Glory to God. I pray for you that before the end of refine, God will encounter you. You will have a divine encounter with God. I love it. But listen, don't get desperate about spectacular ways. Amen. Amen. And God usually uses these spectacular ways when it is compulsory for him to get our attention. I remember the Lord spoke to me, said, if I have to speak to you audibly, you know, when I just got born again, I used to hear God audibly, you know, for quite a while. I was so happy. All of a sudden, I wasn't hearing me again. You know, I told you I had that experience. I thought I had sinned. I said, God, what did I do? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me hear you. Let me hear you. Before God had to send me some believers to tell me that, it's time to grow up. God will not always talk to you audibly. And between then that he stopped talking to me audibly, and now maybe I've heard him audibly just twice or thrice. Amen. Amen. Between then, I'm talking about over 20 years ago. Hallelujah. 
And um, the Lord specifically said to me that if I have to talk to you audibly, it means that I've tried to speak to you in all divine ways and you didn't hear me. So hearing God audibly for me is like, hey, ah, God, you mean you've been saying this and I didn't hear it. So it's not something I even look out for. You see that? So when it comes to spectacular ways of hearing God, let it be God's decision. Wow, 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 wow. Our time is far, 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 far spent. I hope you've been blessed today. Glory to God. Please comment on the page and let me know if you were blessed. Remember that next week is our question and answer time on this platform. And today brings us to the end of ministry. You see? Wow. Now, next week, after the, I mean, we're going to have question and answers. Then the week after, we are starting a new series, Para Ministry Series, where we're going to be talking about I mean, ministry and parenting. Hallelujah. We are also going to be talking about a number of other topics. You are going to be tremendously blessed. Remember, all God has asked of you is what? Three months. One, two, three. Three months of transformation. Hallelujah. All right. So next week, Monday, we are going to be, um, we are going to be reviewing the second book, I believe you should have gotten that book by now. Um, it will be posted on every page. And that's going to be um, by, um, what's the name again? Uh, Tim Laie, okay? Um, Spirit Controlled Temperament. So next week, Monday, we are reviewing chapters 1, 2, 5. Hallelujah. It's going to be awesome. Please do well to read it. And you are going to be so, so blessed. Now remember that I love you and I'm praying for you. Now before I go tonight, I want you to pray. And you yourself say, Lord, fill me with your spirit and lead me all the way. You yourself to God to be led by him. Remember what I said in the beginning of this teaching? You must come to a place where you understand that you need to be led by the spirit. So that you consciously seek God to lead you. I remain Pastor Funke Obaje. I love you. See you at the same time again next week. Now remember our video tomorrow. See you. Bye-bye. God bless you.